Welcome to the Voices of Disruption podcast, a space dedicated to showcasing the visionaries of Generation Z, young people who are redesigning systems that do not work and do not serve their purposes anymore. This is where you will hear and be a part of conversations about how to continue to turn our loud disruptions into ignited agency and consistent actions. I'm your host, Deborah Olatunji, a black woman, education activist, award-winning spoken word poet, and author of the book, Unleashing Your Innovative Genius, High School Redesign. I'm from Newcastle, Delaware, and I've got so many stories to share with you guys. The Voices of Disruption podcast, or the VOD pod, is a space for you to step into your power. This is a platform for you to realize just how transformative your impact is in the communities that you interact with on a daily basis. We've got a lot of work to do, so let's dive in. In my book, I have a chapter titled, Why You Should Create Your Own Access. I've spoken at national and international conferences on this topic, and I'm constantly reevaluating what access means to me and the new spaces that I disrupt every single day. We will be talking about disrupting almost everything from education, politics, entrepreneurship, sisterhood, fashion, sustainability, and more. You will be able to gain access to valuable knowledge and have the opportunity to learn more about other super connectors, amplify your goals, have a connection to other change makers and yourself with the clarity that you will gain from the episodes. Let's get into today's episode. So now I want to get into the story of the Voices of Disruption podcast and how we even got here to begin with. And I think I'd have to say, like many things in 2020, it started off with my New Year's resolution list. I said to myself, what is a goal that I really want to pursue? You know, it was two months before the the book was going to be published in February. And I was like, what is a way that I want to continue to share my voice and interact with people, and ultimately just have an opportunity to hear different perspectives like I was able to do when I was interviewing people for my book. And that was where the seed of wanting to do a podcast came about because I was interviewing Kamani, who's in the book. He's an incredible artist creative from New York City. And he was just like, after we finished the interview, have you ever thought of going into podcasting? And at the time, I was just a listener and I was digesting all of this information. I wasn't necessarily on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I wasn't listening to podcasts on a daily basis. I was listening to them as I felt like, you know, I wasn't making the conscious effort like I do nowadays to say to myself, I'm not going to play the music. Instead, I'm going to play the podcast. I'm going to choose to listen to this podcast today. I'm going to choose to hear what this creator has to say and support their craft by, you know, leaving a good five-star written review so that they know that I'm really connecting with what they have to say and then continuing to go back because I really resonate with what they're creating. And when I thought of that, the whole 365 degree, yes, 365 (laughs) 365 degree angle shift in how I saw podcast and podcasting in general. That's when I knew that this was possibly something that I could go into. I thought to myself, what do I know about podcasts? What is cool about podcasting? I really like how you get to be unfiltered and create this show out of nothing. And I didn't know the terminology for it yet, but 
It was a completely new idea. I didn't have a script for it. I didn't have anything written down, but the idea itself is what excited me. And so when I got to writing that 2020 New Year's resolution list, I was like, start a podcast. No title, no idea about what it was going to be about, just the desire to want to connect with people in this way. And from what I've learned, podcasting is a slow burn. That is what my podcasting coach and consultant, Adrian White, told me. And I I don't know if I would be as excited about this or as driven to create this project without having had the podcasting family that I was able to connect with and learn from. And the story of how that family was chosen and came together is forever going to be a part of who I am and the person that I bring to this podcast every single time I record. Because if I hadn't If I hadn't entered a giveaway, as silly as that sounds, if I hadn't entered and lost a giveaway, I would be talking to you in a different cadence because I wouldn't have had the ability to connect with such incredible, inspiring Black women in a way that I had never done in the 18 years of life that I've been alive. And so I kind of hinted at it in the beginning of the episode, but Adrienne White, she's the founder of Fempower Media, as well as the host of the She's So Cool podcast. Definitely incredible podcast. You should check it out. Go and listen. Show her some love. But she is my podcasting coach, and I honestly consider her to be like an aunt to me because we've connected so much. We've connected on such a deep level in a way that I've never connected with adults before because it wasn't seen as a relationship where I was the 18-year-old who didn't know anything or was just someone who was in need of help all the time. Instead, she saw me as someone who was a really good friend, and she showed that in the way that we were able to relate with different jokes, even though we're not the same age, with the way that she taught me and coached me and was there whenever I needed that boost, whenever I didn't feel like what I was proposing or what I was creating was good enough, whatever good enough meant to me at the time. And it's just a bond that I'm going to cherish forever because she made transitioning to college so much easier because in the midst of all of the life changes and all of the fast-paced decisions that were being made, I continually could count on her regardless of the situation, even if I had said, and I said this multiple times, can I push this back or can I come back to you on this idea or can I have some time to really sit with what I want to do And I never got the response of, no, no, you can't do that. That's not possible. You know, you have to do it right now in this instance. It was never that. And so I'm eternally grateful for her encouraging me not just to really enjoy the process that is creating the podcast, but also in speaking to other people and establishing the foreground and the background (laughs) for what you want to create because it's so essential. And that foreground is essentially the why. And until I had the why for my podcast, the idea alone would not have sustained me to where I am today. And you can ask any college student, being in college is fun. It is a great time, but you have to learn how to manage your time. And so I actually had a friend who reached out to me. We're in the same biology class. And she was like, I love the podcast. I love what you're doing with it. But how do you have the time? And I ask myself that (laughs) all the time sometimes. You know, it's not that I have my time managed every single week, but I hold myself accountable to things that I put on my calendar. And that's something that Adrienne also encouraged. You know, she said, put time on your calendar when you're going to record the podcast, when you're going to edit, when you're going to strategize, when you're going to use 
time to figure out the creative direction for the season. You know, that's something you have to plan in because when you're really invested in a project and when you're really just trying to create something that doesn't have a script, you know, you're making it up as you go. That's what podcasting is. You have to keep yourself accountable because no one else will. And I think that is such an incredible coaching style. And it's different from a traditional student teacher role because in a student teacher role, you see it as this person has all of the knowledge, they have all of the answers, and I'm just here to soak it all in and not really, you know, show that I've demonstrated any of it until I take a test or some kind of an essay showing my knowledge. But with podcasting, you know, you get the guidance, you get a toolkit, and then you run with it. You know, you're not told this is exactly what you have to do and when you have to do it. And here's the deadline, kind of like with with the book. I, I mean, granted, I had the freedom to choose whatever I wanted to write about and who I wanted to interview, but there were deadlines that I had to meet. You know, this is when the manuscript is due. This is when the pre-ordering stage for the book is. This is when you have to fundraise. This is when you have to create your website. This is when you have to build a community on Facebook and encourage your better readers to, you know, understand what is in the manuscript so far, stuff like that. But with a podcast, it's entirely different because you set the pace, you set the tone, and most importantly, you figure out how you're going to connect your audience to what you are interested in and what you are passionate about and build a bridge that goes from you and I to us. And that is, it's such a beautiful wraparound because when you move away from the, this is me and this is you, and you get into, this is us, this is what we are creating together. There's so much more purpose in it. And there's so much more buy-in, not just from the people you're talking to, but to yourself, because you feel inspired and empowered to show up every single day, exactly as the authentic person that you are, because people are waiting for that version of you and they don't want a fake version of you. And that is what excites me the most. So I... I met Adrian um, on Instagram and I, I, I'm going to have an episode about social media because it's something that's very important for Generation Z because it's something we grew up with. But social media has been so beneficial to me. It has been such a powerful tool for me to realize a lot of the things that I've achieved so far. And that's the question people always ask me. You know, you're 18 years old. You've written a book. You're an international speaker. You started a podcast. These things were not random, you know. I put myself in a position where I was learning from people, where I was asking for resources when I was intrigued by an idea, and I was taking the steps back to think about what my intentions really were when I was connecting with someone. And so I I remember connecting with Adrian from an author. I think a fellow author friend was following her, and I was like, her content seems really interesting. It's all about podcasting and the ideas of it. And This was around March, April time in this very onset of the pandemic. So I had no idea that I would have started a podcast or that I would have found a community or anything like that. I just was following someone. I didn't, I didn't understand what the impact would be of not just following her, but continuing to interact with her content. Cause that's how we got here. It was constantly interacting with whatever she had posted. If it resonated with me, I had something to say. I wanted to comment because that's, that's the give and take relationship on social media. You follow someone, you take away the knowledge and you communicate what's working. So they get a they get a sense of how their content is working and you get to build a connection with someone. I think that's so magical because someone who's an entire stranger that you just hit the follow button on can become someone who's your very best friend that you cannot wait to send all these cute voice messages to or to send funny videos that you find on the internet. That's the kind of relationship 
That is, that's the potential that lies behind that follow button. And when I realized that, when I made that connection, I was just like, I want to be so much more intentional with all the people I connect with. And so in May, she did a giveaway. I talk about this a little bit on Instagram on the launch day, but she get, she did a giveaway of podcast launch consulting. And me in May, I was just about to graduate. My last day of high school was May 8th. And I, I was just vibing. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to graduate. It's going to be cool. We have no idea what our graduation is. That's all right. We're just figuring it out. <laughs> but I just entered this giveaway because I love giveaways. I entered so many this year. And I was just like, I'm just going to enter this giveaway because it seems really cool. The reward of just tagging a few people, following the person. I'm already following her, liking the post. And I think it was to comment something or why you wanted consulting. That's not a lot for what I what I could potentially win. And that was the mindset that I have with every single giveaway that I enter. If it's not a lot of effort to enter, you better believe I'm going to enter. If it's just commenting my friends' names and encouraging them to enter as well, following the person and getting to know what their content is like, it's exciting for me because I, I have the opportunity to not just engage with someone's new content, but also to see how our worlds can collide. And so I entered the giveaway. Spoiler alert, I said in the beginning, I didn't win. And I reached out to her. You know, I said, I know that I didn't give a, win the giveaway, but I saw that you are doing free 20-minute consulting calls. I want to start a podcast. I don't know what it's going to be about but I'd love to explore the idea and see how your expertise could help me. And so that's kind of where the story began. I had that 20 minute call. She told me about the prices and everything like that. And I was like, I don't know if I have, I don't know if I can invest in podcast consulting when I don't even know what this is about. That's what I've been stressing this entire time. I didn't have my why, which is the driving force for why you do anything. I didn't have a why for why I wanted to start a podcast and what it was even going to be about. So I was like, why, why am I investing in this? Let me take a step back. We had this really great conversation. We were able to ideate on the future of what I want my podcast to look like. I have some ideas that are kind of written down on a couple pieces of paper or in a, go a Google doc, but I don't have the why down yet. And it wasn't that I was afraid of pursuing the idea. It was just putting down that showing that version of investment in my idea so early on seemed terrifying to me because I was like, what if I am investing in something and then I let both of us down because I don't have an idea that is, I guess, again, good enough in what my mind, what I thought was good enough to be a podcast. And so that was a thought that was constantly on my mind. And it was right before, it was right at the end of May. And so we were going into June. I I figured that that was the end of it. You know, I said to myself, so I can't invest in this consulting coaching program. Maybe I'll just wing it. <laughs> Maybe I'll just continue to see how other podcasters are doing it. Because at the time I was applying to be on shows and to share more stories about the book because it was obvious to me at that point that going on tour in person was not going to be a reality until the fall or so I thought. And so the entire book tour from the launch in February, right on the onset of the pandemic turned into a virtual event. And that was how I kind of got to be on 20 plus podcasts and speak internationally and a couple of conferences. And so I wanted to kind of see how these worlds came together. And I wanted to see how podcasters were even podcasters to begin with. And after having spoken to so many I finally learned that there was so much that went into podcasting that you can't just announce on social media one day that, hey, I'm starting a podcast and not have a plan. <laughs> it was almost as if you needed a plan. And so I said to myself, wow, 
I really need to think about this a little bit more, come up with a plan, come up with some ideas, you know, figure out that why, because it's pretty important. And then Adrian sends me a DM and I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what is this going to say? I don't know, because like we kind of closed the chapter a few weeks ago and she said, this is the month where we are realizing that black voices need to be heard now more than ever before. And I want to be able to create a platform, create a program where I can use the skills that I have to amplify your voice. And so that's how I became the first recipient of the Amplified Melanated Voices Scholarship, which is why this entire podcast, this entire endeavor is sponsored by Adrian, because the whole concept of it came during that time when I got to work together with her, where I got to go to her office hours, <laughs> go to office hours. I'm going to address that. But I went to her office hours in September. I think it was in the beginning of September. And we actually spent three hours in office hours, which is longer than the hour that she usually spends in office hours. And so it was such a beneficial office hour time period. And of course, she learned a lot from doing the program. It being a three-month span, she might be shortening it because I felt like I had a lot of flexibility, which is good as somebody who, you know, just graduated high school, was starting college and had all these life changes coming. But I didn't have like the kind of push that publishing a book does because you have a publishing date, you have an expectation for everything to be done at a certain time. But I was given the flexibility to really feel out this idea and to really understand what I was getting myself into and what kind of regimen and schedule I was going to commit to in order to create something that I was truly proud of at the end of the day. And so that was how the Amplified Melanated Voices podcast consulting scholarship program came about. And I was able to meet the most incredible women from um, Kendra of the Yo Fly Auntie podcast to Marley and Jay of the Jungle Rose podcast and Sydney Clark of the She Talks White podcast. And there are a couple of other podcasters in there. And I have, I'll have Adrian's podcast and their podcast in the video description. So you can help me in amplifying their voices and hear their podcast as well. But I was just so empowered because I thought to myself, if I didn't lose that giveaway, I wouldn't, I, this would be the only podcast I'd be talking about. I probably would have been talking about Adrian's podcast, but I wouldn't be able to name Sydney and Marley and Jay and Janine and Kendra and all the other incredible women who were a part of this. And it just, I don't think it would have felt right. I mean, I wouldn't have known of the possibility simply because I would have won. But like, it's it's that kind of mindset that you that you just ask yourself sometimes. Like, what if this happened? What if this happened? And we had to deal with the what now because I didn't win. But I just, every single time I think about their podcast and the community that we were able to build from July to October, I just think back to how powerful it is to just simply throw your hat in the ring, to simply take a chance on yourself with something as little as a giveaway. It may seem small, but it goes such a long way. It goes such a long way that you could have never even imagined just sending that one message, just asking your friend for support, just making a conscious effort to do something outside of your comfort zone or to do something that seems absurd, but is courageous and bold and you don't even realize it. And so... From that, I was able to connect with other people, connect with Adrian on another level, really get to know these people as a pod sisterhood, as a pod family that I wouldn't trade for the world. And then I wanted to figure out what the podcast was about, of course. 
And so as you know from the description, the Voices of Disruption podcast is a space for members of Generation Z to boldly disrupt as we continue to and to connect with one another. That was the big thing that I wanted to drive home, especially with collective empowerment, like I talked about in the first episode. I wanted us to consciously as a generation get into the practice of empowering each other because that is where that is where we become unstoppable. We currently are unstoppable on an individual level, but when we come together and put all of that brain power, all of that passion, all of that grit and tenacity and authenticity together, all of that compassion and cooperation and just drive and advocacy together, it creates such a beautiful mosaic of change that cannot be denied. And so I wanted this podcast to be the launching pad for connections to be made, for me to meet new people. That's the really fun part about podcasting, to get to know new people who I probably don't talk to on a daily basis, who I want to learn more about so I can understand how I can use the tools and connections in my world to connect them so our worlds are connected. And that just, it brought me so much joy. I was like, this is the idea that I wanted to do. I don't want it to be named after me because it's not about me. It's about us. It's about coming together to create change in a way that isn't lip service, in the way that is actually taking action. And that is by empowering one another. And so that's the story of the Voices of Disruption podcast. And... (laughs) The cover art is is inspired by the book because that's another reason why I wrote the book. It wasn't just, this is the autobiography of Deborah's educational experience. No, it was a collection of stories and perspectives from various viewpoints in education so that we can have a conversation. That's That's what a conversation is. It's not just one person talking about themselves or talking to themselves. It's making the effort to have a conversation, to engage people in what you're interested in. And that's exactly what I strive to do in the book. And then... It was around the time when I was doing the book cover that the head producer, Brian Bees, (laughs) I just got so, I just got so excited by the thought of working with him. Oh my goodness, I have to, I have to do a follow-up, but he showed me the cover of the book by, oh my gosh, I'm envisioning it. I think it's called Unstoppable Thinking, Unstable Thinking, Untapped Innovation. I don't know what the name of it is. I don't know what's with me and not knowing the names of things, but... This is what I mean by no script. Some most of the times this is not this is not a scripted show. I just want to speak from the heart. But I will put the name of that book also in the description and I was so inspired by it because I thought to myself innovation is always seen as a light bulb, but the light bulb is an 18th century invention just like our education system. And so I wanted to smash it. You know, I just wanted to completely redesign it, not reform it. I wanted to redesign it and oftentimes that means breaking it apart and seeing what's underneath, seeing what things we have to talk about, what hard conversations we need to have, like conversations about race, conversations about how skewed and how biased our history classes are and how they don't really talk about anyone's history except for American history from the white view and from the white gaze. And so when I thought about that in terms of disrupting and really making an effort to make a change, I was like, this has to be the cover of my podcast also, but also the smoke that comes out of it. That's like the after effects of the disruption. And it's something beautiful. It's not something terrifying you know it's something revealing something that has been simmering under the surface that has been waiting to be heard waiting to be seen but realizes that we can't wait any longer that's exactly that broken light bulb is how i see generation z and it's so beautiful it's so powerful and i just want to thank you for tuning in for listening we have done so much with the podcast so far and it's crazy to think that this is only episode four 
but I am truly so thankful for every single person who tunes into the podcast. Thank you so much for spending your time to listen to the guests, to what I have to say, to how we can continue to motivate and inspire our generation and for sharing your thoughts to me on Instagram. It, I can't tell you how much it makes my day when I wake up and I read the comments that people send me, the DMs that I get about the podcast, when people break down what I talk about, it's just like, I love seeing it from that different perspective because it gives me that fuel that I was talking about when I comment to other creatives. It gives me that fuel and tells me what I'm doing right and what areas of my content need to improve. I am definitely open to constructive feedback and hearing your voice because that is what we want to center in the conversation and seeing yourself as a voice of disruption. That's ultimately where we all want to continue to go to, to continue to accept as we step into the power of our days and wake up and acknowledge just how transformative our generation is. So thank you again for listening to the podcast. I will catch you next week with another incredible guest and I cannot wait to share her story with you because it's so transformational. Let's disrupt together now.